time we've ever done a live podcast, and it seems to be going all right. I think we're so doing. Far, so good. I think we're doing okay. Everybody's yeah. still here, so that's a good thing. We didn't run anybody off. I'm I'm glad they're still here. Uh, love that first session, and I'm glad for you guys hanging around here as we delve further into different arenas of what it means to be the man. Love that spousehood. That's kind of been our bread and butter, but this night will branch us out into a lot of different arenas. We talked about talked about fatherhood. Nolan just did a fantastic job with that. Just knocked that out of the park. I have another great friend of mine up here, Mr. Eric Hines. He's going to talk with us a little bit about another aspect, another place where it is really challenging to follow after the leadership of the Lord. And it's, well, maybe we have a grand opportunity uh, to leverage for the glory of God and to lead other peoples to Him. And that's in the realm of our livelihood. Uh, where we work, why we work, what we do for a living. Eli, does that sound like something you want to talk about, brother? I think so. I, can we give Brother Eric Hines another hand for the people Woo! on the live stream, too? Thank I'm, Thank you. I'm Thank super you. blessed. So uh, this, this idea of livelihood, uh, we've been talking about our work lives. This is, uh, resonates pretty deep with me because um, growing up a lot, uh, my dad taught me the value of hard work. I, I started working on a farm when I was like 12 years old. So I was kind of picking tomatoes, that kind of thing, and I, I, I understood and valued the hard work that I put in, and my, my dad taught me the value of that. And I think that's something that's missing uh, in a lot of young men today, and um, being in the student ministry, I, I've noticed there's a, a lot of people who, um, you know, a lot of young people who come to ask me about why they should work, what's the importance of work, and uh, really the, the, the essence of our jobs, like, you know, the, do we... Can we just live under our parents for the rest of our lives? Can we just, you know, kind of live off the government? Sounds that kind of, good. You know, it sounds good, <laughs> but in reality, the the essence of our work is very important. And I kind of wanted to, you know, Eric Hines, you, you are a man that, that works very hard, man of integrity, yes. and I am honored to have you up here. So, you know, me. if you could kind of speak to, first of all, just give us a little bit of background of who you are and, and uh, where, what you do for, for work and what work means to you. Okay. Well, first off, guys, appreciate you uh, having me on your show. You know, I listen to podcasts every day because I drive a lot for work and uh, nice. always listen to them, but never been on one. So this is pretty Here exciting. Here you are. There we so, go. See how hard it is compared, you know, you think it's easy when you're listening to one, so we'll see how it is. But uh, so, yeah, anyway, thanks for having me on. But, yeah, so I've been with my company for 24 years now, hard to believe, almost 25 in June. I've really been blessed to be with one organization mm. the entire time. Yeah, that's uh, rare anymore, brother. Yeah, it really only had one real uh, job before that for about 10 months uh, prior to that. So this is pretty much all I know at this point. But uh, a great opportunity to serve the Lord and also mm -hmm. serve other people. So I kind of look at my role as a servant leader mm -hmm. uh, within the role that I play. And, of course, I have a wife, uh, almost 24, uh, almost 25 years there as well, and awesome. two wonderful daughters. And, and I'll have to say just off the – uh, right here in the front end is that if it weren't for her, my spouse, I mean, she was a big piece of my overall success and the ability to be able to put in a good uh, 24, 25 years so far. So uh, we're fortunate. Way to, to go. Yeah. Way to go, Jennifer. Yep, absolutely. And we bounced around, moved about three times with the company, and it couldn't have happened without her and, and all that uh, love Lord, and support man. as well. So. So as a man, you know, and, and we talk about this concept of being the man of our household and loving our wives as, as Christ loves the church. And there's this admonition from Paul uh, in 1 Timothy 5, 8. He kind of talks about the value of providing for your home. And, and Paul says, if you don't provide for your home, you are as good as an unbeliever. And you have to provide for your home. That's part of your job description as a man. 
And we, we talked about provision a, a little bit yep. in, in on did. a podcast episode. And th- that's something that, that really resonates with me is just providing as a man. And what, what kind of, what does that, what does that look like to either one of you guys? But I mean, you know, what is, what is Eric's pro- our expert? Yeah, I don't know about that. What is, the, what is the provision aspect of, of, you know, your livelihood and your family yeah. and as a man, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I, I look at it in two parts. So first off, you know, I have responsibility as the man of the house to really provide financially mm-hmm. uh, and, and for resources of the household. Um, but also I think just as important is to provide really a, a, a model for my children because I have a 19 year old now and she, she's starting to work and really pouring into her and, and, and some of the lessons that I've learned along the way to make sure that she's putting her best foot forward, Mm. um, and really working hard because I think as the Bible says, I mean, we need to give our hundred percent, uh, for him and, and anything that we do. So, uh, so I take my job very seriously and and have for all those years, but even more seriously, I, I, I make sure that my girls are brought up in that same, in that same realm. You know, you mentioned your father really being a key role model for you. Mm-hmm. You know, my earthly father uh, worked for DuPont for 35 years or there so. So yeah. uh, he laid the groundwork and uh, and so I could see him, some of the things that he was doing in, or, in order to, to work hard and, and, and keep a long, uh, good career going as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it, it, yeah, scripturally it's big. Yeah. I loved what you said there that uh, Colossians tells us whatever we do, Uh, you you do it well do it as unto the lord not not just for men don't don't just look at your job as Mm -hmm. something you do to please your boss Mm -hmm. or to move up or or so people can say you work really hard that's a great aspect of it but ultimately work as you're working unto the lord for that's the reality and the end of that verse says there's a reward for that Mm -hmm. so even the lord values that kind of work ethic in the space um you know i'm glad you're talking about this because in reality today I think the one thing that I hear most conversation about, I'm trying to weigh my words. I'm a word man. I'm not sure if most. I'll say a lot. The one thing you hear a lot of conversation about today is the lack of a work ethic mm-hmm. among the generation. Mm-hmm. People don't want to work. They don't want to go to a place. To, and when they get there, um, how many of y'all lately been to a place that used to be you thought, man, they got this figured out. This thing's running like a well-oiled machine. And you went there. been a little while since you've been there, and all of a sudden it looks like somebody wrecked. Somehow they had a rolling barrel roll wreck, and it just didn't run anymore. And, and there's people there, but somehow they're just not working in the same way that they used to. So even folks that are at work, you, mm-hmm. you see this idea that, the, that the, the diligence is not there. And do you get a sense? How, how do you, let me ask you this question. So at work, how do you brother get a sense? What could you sow into people? Cause I've had a couple of jobs where I'm thinking, yeah, do it as unto the Lord, but can you let me do something else? Lord, as I, do, I mean, really, uh, this is okay. And it brings money in, but, uh, you know, can I do anything else yeah. for you? Lord, is there a way I can change? Um, in, in any job situation, whether you're really happy at it, or whether maybe it's a, a seasonal a season for you in life. How how can someone go about? What kind of advice can you give somebody to say, hey, here's how you you put your best foot forward, and that you do a job that's pleasing to the Lord. Yeah, and one one of the things I ask people, I ask them, is this a job or is this a career? Because I, mm, I, I think there's a big difference in the way that you approach that particular job. 
or that career. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people that are more career minded will tend to work a little bit harder, go a little bit of that extra mile and and, uh, do some more self-development and those sorts of things. So I think it's really just important to ask good questions to each employee or each person that's looking to, to change careers. Uh, and, and then just see, you know, what's the motivating factor behind it? Because I think that's going to tell you a whole lot on what they're actually looking to Absolutely. achieve. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say one of the things that I listen to a podcast, I'm an avid mm-hmm. podcast listener myself. <laughs> and I listened to one the other day of, of somebody talking about um, how from the beginning of time, work was something that, that was, uh, it was just an established precedent. Even God, he put in work to create the heaven and the earth. And a lot of men look at work in, in this, it's, you know, in, after the fall of man, it was a punishment. It was this, we have to labor to till the ground, this kind of thing. But even before the fall of man, there was mm-hmm. this idea of working. There was this idea of putting forth some effort and to getting something out of that, to, mm-hmm. to attaining a blessing out of that. So just in general, you know, I think a lot of men look at their jobs and, and think, and I've been there, I, you know, I've, I've been there before too. I worked mm-hmm. as a transmission mechanic and okay. I yeah, you need really transmission did, I really, rebuilt. No, no, you not anymore. <laughs> you, you, you see the contact information at the <laughs> bottom of the thing there. Just let us know if you need so, your transmission rebuilt. So I'm just kidding. I, I, I worked as a, I worked at that job for a little while and, and I loved the, the company I worked for, but you know, it was one of those things where I, I got up in the morning and I'm like, man, I, yeah. re- I got to build another Ford today. Sorry, preacher. I, 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 I got I, I to build another Ford today. Oh, hey, man. there's so, two in the pipeline, brother, waiting. Just get ready. Just get ready. So, you know, and, and when I think about that job, what kind of things, and for you, you've been in a company for over 20 years, and that's valuable. And what kind of advice would you give somebody who, who thinks about their job in that way? It's like, I do not want to do this, and I've got to get up, but I know that there's a mm-hmm. reward at the end of it. I know that there's a purpose behind what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to look at, you know, what are you most passionate about in life, right? I mean, if you find out what do you, what floats your boat, what you get, what what do you get excited about, maybe even after hours, mm-hmm. and really think about, are you in that right position, and, and should you be be moving in a different direction mm-hmm. toward that passion? But but while you're in that position, though, maybe you're not enjoying it as much as you'd hope you would. I mean, just really think about what can you take away from that experience? What can you learn and what can you use to really get you to that next piece? I love it. And Mm -hmm. that's sound advice, too, if you think about it in this context. Um, I have people talk to me about this a lot. And you have to see the place wherever you are in life, certainly in the marketplace as, as men. You have to see it certainly as a way to provide for your family, as a way to meet their needs. But even if you're doing that thing, that maybe it's not your career. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you're stepping toward that, what you would call the ideal career and pressing toward that dream job, so to speak. Even if, it, no matter whether you've gotten to that dream job or you're on your way to it, if you can see where you are in the workplace as a ministry opportunity, I think that goes a long way. Mm. Because there are no accidents in your life. The Lord puts you in places for seasons for a reason. And it may be that, Somebody needed to come by and speak to Eli when he was underneath that car down there. It it may be that you encouraged someone that you didn't know. It may be you worked alongside someone, and they just needed to see you and your work ethic as you put it forward Mm -hmm. in that place and be inspired by that and and you be able to share with them a life-changing message of of Jesus and his love. I I always think if you you really want to know somebody, work with them a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. I got an amen on a podcast. That was my first <laughs> podcast amen out there, I think, Woo! right there. Put that, what time is it? We need to mark we that, write down. that down. Um, <laughs> if you want to know someone, just work with them a little bit. Isn't that the truth? If you want to know if, if their faith is real, if you want to know if their ethic is real and what they say matches how they walk, you just work with them a little bit That's and good. you get to know them. So what better place should men of God shine than, than in the workplace? What, what other place do we have that kind of opportunity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. and that moment to leverage something all for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, I get, I get I'm pretty spoiled. I, 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 really, you, I, I, I promise you I'm pretty spoiled because that is my vocation. Yeah. Uh, to, I, I get to the glorious privilege of, of being able to share the gospel uh, to talk about the Lord, to do things just like this day in and day out with men just like you. And I do not take that for granted. It's been 30 years. I don't take it for granted today. I'm still uh, in awe of the fact that the Lord mm. lets me do something like this. But I tell, I'll ask you this, Eric. Have you ever worked with anybody that had a... Because you're going to have an impact, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked with anybody that you would say, man, yeah, you know, that gal, that guy really left an impression on me in the workplace? Oh, 100%. I mean, if you really think about it, you spend more time with people at work typically mm-hmm. than you do your own family, right? So I, I can think of numerous uh, situations. As I mentioned, we've lived in many different places. I've worked with about 200 agencies over wow. those years. Wow. And there have been several people that I can tell you have impacted my life. Yep. And, and to your point earlier, I mean, there are plenty of situations that you're going to come across that you can minister to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you think about day-to-day situations, just basic things, being positive in somebody's life, really uh, letting them know that the Lord cares about them, that you're going to be praying for them. We had somebody today that had surgery, and I made sure I told her multiple times, we're praying for Praise you today. God. At Isn't what time good? are you having the surgery, right? Yep. And and unfortunately, in my, in my work, I've, I've had a couple situations where one of my uh, – folks is uh, son passed away unexpectedly mm. and another one was murdered wow. and wow. Um, and in those times you know those were opportunities to speak into their life and uh, and really minister in those particular situations so that's where I would just encourage everyone regardless of what your career is what your job is you know there are continual opportunities to 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 minister in those in those times. That's powerful, man. Yeah, and our, our you know really we talk about our, our job description as a husband as a as a you know a godly man, but really our job description as a Christian comes from Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, go ye therefore and speak the gospel, spread the gospel to all the nations. And I think in in the realm of our work and even as you know us as pastors, there's you know there's there's a, there's moments that we have to minister to the gospel all the time. But there's less opportunities, it seems like, when you're on these other work fields. But Rob's going to get up here in a minute. But one of the things he sewed into me early on was that even though he's not in the church ministering, he's not, you know, daily actively being a member or a, a, a pastor of the church, on the work field, on the job mm-hmm. site, he's a minister of yeah. the gospel. He is out there sowing the seed in a literal way, but also in a figurative way of sowing <laughs> that God. That's right, like, like that pun. <laughs> He's sowing the seed of the gospel to men. And how would you encourage, man, Eric, how would you encourage men 
to in their job field, in what ways can they spread the gospel and be lights for Jesus Christ? Because that, I mean, that that sometimes can seem like a hard thing to do. But, yeah. So how, how do you encourage in that? Yeah, I, I would just say, say think ahead, right? I mean, think think of opportunities, and, and I, I've been attending this church for many years, and mm. it and and Pastor Stacy, several of his uh, sermons, he's talked about this, right? And. Yeah. And, I, and it, one funny way that I've done it before is saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some, some work done on my vehicle. I'm going to make sure I turn it to a Christian radio station oh, and have that going, like right? It. So you can really just think ahead. Right. Think yep. of particular opportunities that you may come across. But again, I think first and foremost, it is hard work yep. and then putting other people first. Yep. That uh, You mentioned it earlier. People are watching you. And yes, especially... You know, those in a leadership position, you're constantly being watched. They're constantly seeing how you live your life. And I think right there is probably the best way that, that you can do that. Amen. Just be the man right mm-hmm. there that the Lord's mm-hmm. uh, empowering you and calling you calling you to be. And, you know, I think the great thing about this is um, I worked in a retail setting for, for a while. Mm. Um, and I think in any setting you have particular opportunities yeah. that you don't have in others. But in retail, think about it if you're in that setting. Not only do you have the people you're working mm-hmm. with, you have the people that you're serving, your mm-hmm. customer base, that as they pass you by, you, you, you might have a chance to sow into somebody's life. And I know I can't tell you how many times I've been encouraged by just passing through a retail store. Even today, uh, the Lord just led me across this little lady in, a, in, in big lots. Uh, uh, my wife is is doing a. This is probably too much information, but she's it's tomorrow is going to be a zero degree wedding festival that she has a booth at for her business down Ooh. there. So I was helping her set that up today, and she needed two more sheer curtains, and she said these are at Big Lots. She sent me with a picture. How many of y'all know? Hey, picture, <laughs> serial number, where it is in the in the store. She left nothing to chance, so I'd make sure and get the right stuff coming back. And when I'm walking out the front door, uh, you know, getting checked out, the little person that's checking me out, and be me, me being me, uh, how you doing today? Mm-hmm. I don't have a complaint in the world. Mm. I don't have a complaint in the world. God has been good to me, she started saying. He has blessed me. He, 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 day in and day out, he walks with me. I have nothing, no reason on this planet to complain at all. And there's me she's talking to. There's everybody in line she's talking to. There's one of her coworkers at the next place she's talking to. So even in our testimony, in those moments when the Lord opens a door for you, I I love what you were saying. Hey, I'm praying for you. If you Mm -hmm. know there's a need in someone's life, just speaking into that need, just being intentionally, and Eli, I'll tell you, these are maybe my favorite words lately, intentionally opportunistic, Mm -hmm. intentionally looking for that opportunity that the Lord opens up in your life to be a positive witness because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of negative witness in the world today, and there's a lot of stuff that, that drags people down. And man, when some, a positive voice speaks out, I promise you all of big lots, Heard her testimony today. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. And that's the kind of people we really want to be in the workplace. It is. Absolutely. And what are and, and one of the things, too, I, you can speak to this, Eric, and, and I want to open up the, the floor for this, too. You know, what, what would you say, and even from a Christian perspective and just from a, a man who works hard, what is the value in, in putting in that hard work? What, mm-hmm. what would you say is the... You know, there's, I mean, obviously there's monetary value as, you know, you get a paycheck, there's, there's that, but what's the, what's the, 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 the value inside mm-hmm. of you that, that says I did this and I'm accomplishing the Lord's work and it's not for my glory, but for his, what kind of value would you say that that presents itself with? Yeah, I, I think value and, and 
and what I can lead my children to mm, do, right? Yeah. So they can witness that. But I, I think in my particular role, you know, the value is building trust. Yeah. I mean, so trust is one of those things that's earned over a mm-hmm. long period of time. Yeah. And that trust goes a long way because that trust is what allows you to have more of these opportunities that allows yeah. you to have more of these discussions. So I would say the currency, uh, one of the big piece of currency other than actual currency, of course, is trust. Yep, absolutely. It's relational, right? Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a relational situation. And the Lord always ministers through relationship. So I'm going to, yeah, Eli's right. There's a microphone up here. Any of you guys have a have someone maybe that you might tell a story about or some opportunity that you had or maybe some piece of advice, something you did that the Lord specifically told you to do to be able to leverage the workplace, leverage that place that you're place for your livelihood for the glory of God. You know, I, I, I want to call somebody out. Adam, can you, I, want, I got a question for you. Adam is, Adam you know, Adam guys. Can is, you come to the microphone? As I preface this, I mean, I know we opened up the floor, but Adam is, in my life, has been a model for hard work. Um, we talked about this in one of the podcasts Adam and I did together. And Adam's been a mentor for me just, just in, in showing me what it means to, to work hard and to be diligent in the small things. And when you talk about that idea of being diligent in the small things, what, what do you mean by that? And how can you, I just want you to speak to that just for a second and kind of highlight it to other men about that diligence in everything that you do and the purpose of that diligence. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> that, that's, that's a preacher. He, he takes the microphone out of the stand. That's a preacher. I didn't want to turn my back on the audience. Go ahead, so brother. You're good. I know they can't see me on the screen, but that's okay. Um, hey, I just wanted to say thank you guys once again for coming tonight and, and tuning in. How awesome. Have y'all been encouraged by this so far? And just give these guys a hand. Thank you for, for leading us, guys. Uh, thank you for, for, for helping us out with this tonight. Um, yeah, I just, you know, um, especially in Scripture, we look and see about, you know, when God gives you talent or an ability uh, to do something, he's like, hey, how do you invest that? You know, how well do you do that? And when you entrust God with uh, a little bit and, and you cultivate um, just a little bit he gives you the greater things and so mm. you've always got to be diligent um, it's integrity is doing the the thing that maybe um, no one else sees right and and yeah. being a person of integrity and um, I've always felt that way in ministry I felt that way I've coached for over 20 years um, and it's just like man when no one else is watching um, do the small things that no one else sees mm. because reality is someone sees it and if they don't see it God sees it and uh, when you're diligent in the small things, um, God gives you the greater things, okay? And so other opportunities, um, and um, you don't have to go looking for them. They'll come to you because um, the reality is you put the hard work in. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, uh, practice how you want to play, you know, and, and not just wait for uh, the day that you're on the stage or the day that you're in the game or the day that you um, have an opportunity to shine, but shine in moments when no, no one else is watching. And God will see that. And when he sees that, he'll give you other platforms and other opportunities that you never would have got before um, because he sees the diligence. And so that's what I would say as an encouragement to you men is no matter what arena of life, whether it's livelihood in your career, whether it's your family, uh, whether it's um, in your finances, whether it's no matter what arena it is, you do um, your best and give the excellence and I promise you, God will bless that. So, thank you, guys. Hey, man, that was good. Hold, hold tight right there. I might let you just pray with these guys, brother, while you're here. All right? Yeah, I think that's well said. I don't know how we could do it any better than that. 
And our aim is to pray that the Lord gives you the anointing. Uh, you know, maybe you're in a job right now, you're not just, maybe it's not the greatest experience you ever had. But maybe He give you the anointing to be able to honor Him uh, with diligence, uh, in, even in a place where maybe that's not the end place for you. Maybe you're in your dream job, and maybe you're at a place where you do have some influence we're going to pray for the anointing of the Lord on you. Uh, maybe you're your own business owner. You know, there's guys in here that own their own businesses and run their own things and do their own. There's guys in here that are retired, you know, uh, that uh, that still have that opportunity. I saw, there's my second amen right there. I heard, I think that was my second amen. Right? Some guys are retired. That doesn't mean they're done working. They, they still stay at it, man, in, yeah. in, their, in their ministries, in their churches. Uh, I guarantee you, those are the ones that are making things happen. We have one here tonight that made all this happen. I told him thanks over there. He said, that's no big deal, man. That was easy. I'm like, no, it wasn't that easy, brother. It was easy to you because he has that work ethic and that diligence, and the Lord honors that. So we're going to pray for the anointing of the Lord no matter where you find yourself. I think it's very beautiful that Adam pray over these people. You go ahead, brother. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you um, for every man that's in this space. God, I thank you for every man that's watching online, God, and I thank you for um, just their desire to grow in you. Otherwise, they would not be uh, participating tonight, God, and I thank you for that, Lord, and I pray that you would um, work in and through their life, God, that you would give all of us um, an urgency to be faithful in the small things, mm. that, God, we would be so diligent, that, God, that one day we would hear those words from you, well done, my good and faithful servant, well done, my good and faithful man of God. And Lord, that's what we want to hear. And Lord, I pray that we would not look to be people pleasers, that we would not look to please the people at our jobs or in our family. But Lord, simply we would look for the audience of one and that Lord, we would please you in all things. In moments when no one else sees what is done in secret, I pray that you would see it, God. Mm. And Lord, we know that when those things are done in secret, God, that you would, that, that our rewards in heaven. And Lord, I pray that you would just work in and through their lives. And Lord, as I was challenged a, a few years back through this study of becoming a godly man, I pray those four attributes would be evident in our life, God, that we would reject passivity. I pray that over this group right now that they would reject passivity, that God, you would allow them to um, be active and, and go forward in their walk with you. God, that they would lead courageously, lead courageously in their homes and in their families, God. Uh, God, I pray also the third attribute, God, that we would accept responsibility. That, God, the responsibility that you gave us, Lord, even the mandate in, in Genesis, uh, a work to do, a woman to mm -hmm. love, and a will to obey. Mm -hmm. Lord, let us go forth and accept that responsibility. And fourth, but not least, Lord, we, we know that we should expect uh, God's greater reward. That, God, there's a greater reward coming, Lord, when we do those things well. And I just pray that over this group tonight, no matter our ages, from the youngest to the oldest, that, God, you would lead out in our lives. God, that you would be the one that gets all the glory and honor. And, God, that what you see, the small things, the things in the secret, that, God, that, that, that you would op openly reward us, we know, one day in heaven. And let us hear those words, well done. Let us be faithful now until we see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Adam. Why don't you all give Erica round of applause thank you for being here with us dude right. thank you, you so man. much for having me thank you thank you thank you so i guess now we'll uh roll in 
Uh, we'll transition. You're good. We can keep it rolling. We, yeah, we're gonna transition. Yeah, you're gonna stay with us. Yeah, Here we're we gonna go. stay with thank us, you, brother. Thank you. Thank live stream out there. We're uh, we're gonna roll into our next segment here, uh, into brotherhood. So, a very special guest, uh, near and dear to my heart. I'm marrying his daughter Hope <laughs> here in a couple months. Woo. Mr. Rob Sneller, give him a hand. <laughs> now, Rob, you didn't know it. But you got the two loudest clappers at Trinity of Fairview just yes. welcomed you up here clapping in the microphone. I don't know how come Eli and I ended up clapping loud like that. I thought I was going to get to sit in between you, you guys. You can. You want to swap? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I got You pick, man. You're, you're, you're here. You're the guest. You get to pick where you sit. No, so, you... so, Rob, we, we uh, you know, in, in the whole vein of this Be the Man podcast, you know, we've obviously talked about spousehood, and that's, our, that's like Pastor said, it's our bread and butter. Um, and we rolled into fatherhood. You know, you, you can speak to fatherhood for sure. You can speak to spousehood for sure. And like uh, Eric just did so beautifully, we can, you can speak to livelihood as well. But, you know, we wanted you to kind of speak to this, this concept of brotherhood and what it means to be a, um, a, a godly mentor to people because you've been a mentor in my life, um, and I know you've impacted a lot of other people. Um, so, you know, Whatever you got on your heart, man, I, I, I don't want to leave you open the floor. I know Rob is our men's ministry leader. He is, yeah, um, we're thankful for Do a great him, job man. with that, and I, we definitely appreciate it. So. Well, I'm definitely humbled to get to do this. Men's ministry has been, uh, I don't even say the word burden anymore. It, it's a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it weren't for other men in my life that were a mentor to me, I wouldn't be sitting up here. We, we you know, I, I, that banner that is behind you all there says, Be the Man Men Mysteries. It doesn't say, Be the Man Man, like it's singular. It's about men, it's about Logan's age, it, it's about the, those that are in student life, it's about the kids that are coming in and they don't have a care in the world those boys because as Eli has uh, mentioned before they're not the church of tomorrow they are the church of today so we can't just idly sit back and not take the opportunity to be an example to be a mentor Um, and Eric said it really great which i'm thankful for both him and and, and noah yeah, um no i'm just noah. kidding nolan <laughs> we're gonna have you building a boat before long you're gonna be really? building a sleigh to get home so that's yeah you can find some guys to pull it Uh-oh. but i'm not gonna live that day on him my brother that's no, you're not <laughs> it's on recording but eric said it said it best and and i have some notes up here um n- not because you know it's something i'm like well i want to sound like i'm smart or anything uh but um but so that way I can say some things for you guys to, to soak in and, and take with you. You know, tonight you're taking home some chili that's in your belly. <laughs> we, tonight you're taking some spiritual food home with you for, in your spirit, okay? Um, but what qualifies you to be a mentor? And, and my, my question to everyone here, I, I'm, for some odd reason, I'm sitting at the microphone that Pastor Stacy was sitting at, and I just feel like I can keep talking. Um, but I'm That's just, one of the privileges that comes with sitting there right there, brother. <laughs> but have you ever thought about being a mentor mm. to another guy? It doesn't necessarily even have to be that it's got to be an older gentleman to be the mentor to a younger. Eli is a mentor to me. There is no doubt about That's that. True. Pastor Stacy, you're just a few years older than me, but you know you just are. A few. You're just, just a few. You, know, you, you, you do have hair on top of your you, head brother. compared to me, though. But uh, <laughs> but the reality is, is have you thought about being a mentor before? Mm. 
think about it. Think about it. And my question, what qualifies you to be a mentor? And Eric really answered that question is someone else's trust. Yeah. You can't mentor someone unless you have built that type of, uh, that type of connection with them. And that's what happened to me whenever I was, uh, whenever I was much younger, that there were other guys in my life that I learned to trust and I enjoyed spending time with them mm. and I was learning from them. So that's why I'm here today because first and foremost, God is the greatest mentor, but he put those guys in my life to learn from. Amen. And yes, were there men that were uh, an appointment to me in my life to learn from? Yes. Were there men that were some disappointment? Yes. And you learn from both because I am who I am today. And because of that, you know, being a mentor to men, I can literally stand behind that and say, well, how much do you love your wife? You know, we're talking about that tonight. It's my wife is my person. She is my best friend. Amen. And she had to leave uh, this week for uh, a conference that was over in Knoxville. Even if she's gone one day, man, I miss her like crazy. And when she comes home, Man, the butterflies kick back in right again, just as if if yeah. I was 25 and she was 19. That's how old I was whenever we got married. So it's still the same way. It's still Praise the same Jesus, way. Praise Jesus, man. So anyway, but those things are what has got me here today is I've learned and I've soaked in what those guys uh, did for me uh, and, and had took me under their wings. I, I love that. Uh, the, love is a given. Trust and respect are earned, aren't they, brother? Yep. That's well said. Uh, yeah, we have to do that. I, I thought about a passage that goes with this beautifully, uh, that if, if you're going to have friends, if you're going to have the privilege, um, a man that has that privilege of, of mentorship in his life has been mentored in some way. He's yes. earned, he's learned, he's stepped up, he's, he's been led down the road, and all of a sudden now the Lord's given him an opportunity to yeah. sow into someone's life. That's Absolutely. Fantastic, brother. And, th and those, those will come. Yes. Those will come. If you open yourself up and say, God, use me, <laughs> he will. God will yeah. use you. He you will believe take it. you for your word, and you will be ready, you, you, or at you least be, be ready. ready. Do you find, Rob, that most really effective mentors might not even realize that they're mentoring people sometimes? Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. It, it don't matter whether you know your mentor or you're not. You're, you're being watched, and... Uh, this past Wednesday night, I'm going to use the three W's, Eli, um, but this past Wednesday night, I spoke to the youth, and Eli has been on a segment of worship, and but worship, worship through worthiness, worship through watchfulness, and worship through willingness. Mentor through each of those. Mm -hmm. you, you can mentor through each of those, and where you have, where you have I've got them right here, worthiness. Well, am I worthy? God says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I made that happen to be able to make that happen with Jesus. Then you're being watched. I mean, if more than anything, God is the utmost one that is actually watching us. But other people are watching us, as you just mentioned. But are you willing? Mm. And, and that's, that's, that's where you've got, to make, you've got to make that decision to say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be willing. I'm going to be willing to be used. Why? So you can make a difference in somebody else's life for the better. Agreed. Because God's got a purpose for them, I would say, right? Or does yeah. not God have a purpose for everybody? He does. 
But in order for those guys to be able to discover, and, and if there's ladies watching tonight as well, there's women out there that God has a purpose for as well, and you ladies can be a mentor just as well. God has a purpose for every, perp, for every person. Mm. But in order for them to discover that purpose, God's got to use somebody yeah. and help us to, to help them to discover whatever that purpose is. So. And, awesome. and, and there's a concept, too, that I want to I touch on as well with you, Rob, because we, we do this very well. You know, I think you and I do. We, we talk about this a lot. And, you know, there's other men in here. You know, I think about Mr. Kevin, uh, Caleb, and, you know, Jake. We have a lot of guys in here that, that I'm very close with Amen. that I would consider a, accountability partners, whether they, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a legitimate thing we've formulated or not. We talked about on one of the podcasts how – a lot of times it's not really scheduled. It's just kind of this 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 it, moment, yes. this thing yep. that you do, and I, I think it's very valuable. I spoke through the to the youth a couple of weeks ago about um, the armor of God, and one of the things Pastor Adam showed me was that we we talked about this in one of our prayer nights was the shield of faith. It, it doesn't really work if it's just you. Mm -hmm. So the concept of the shield of faith is when you link your arms together, link your shields together, and operate in a unified wall linking arms with other brothers and sisters in Christ and making sure that you are holding each other accountable in the work of the ministry in your spousehood in your brotherhood in your livelihood in your fatherhood all those veins so how can you speak to accountability and the importance of it well when it comes to being accountable uh, that can be uh, go in different directions it's like diagramming a sentence in a way you know if you guys remember uh, English class from barely yeah uh, try <laughs> remember diagramming a sentence where you have your subject your predicate your <laughs> verb your pro which is your predicate and all these other things accountability is something that so let me put it this way I've got a good friend of mine that when we lived in Tulsa Oklahoma um, I would love to have him come out and share his testimony yeah, sometime but absolutely. he was my accountability partner uh, along with other guys in my life um, but him and I once I mean probably once a week we'd call each other and this is what we would say to each other. How's your thought life? Mm, what yeah. are you watching? You're married. Are you just thinking about your wife? Are you being an example? Are you being honest yeah. with yourself? Because you can try to fake out God. It ain't going to work. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah. He kind of knows, doesn't he, brother? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, that was our connection. That was our relationship and vice versa. Then I'd. I would ask him, then how's your thought life? And we would be honest with, with each other. I mean, the Bible, it's not like we're all out sinning 100% of the time. We're not perfect, but the Bible does says, confess your sins one to another. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know in Pastor Stacy's even made mention, you know, we mess up. Absolutely. We do. We, we are not perfect. But when you have that accountability partner, that, that guy in your life that you know, maybe it's that mentor in your life, and you, but it's okay to ask him that same question. How's your thought life? Yeah, it doesn't matter. He could be 65 years old. He's still not perfect. How's your thought life? If you're going to ask me, I'm going to ask you. That's accountability. That's exactly what I think. It was, was it you, Jake, when we were praying at the table, you said iron sharpens iron? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Iron sharpens That's iron. Good. Yeah, it's good. How, how do you expect to cut through the things in people's lives if you're not sharp if you're dull you're only going to make it worse mm. you've got to sharpen yourself and you do that with somebody and, and that accountability mm -hmm. if that makes sense i love it yeah we, we need each other yeah, yeah. we yeah. really do so we need each other man i'll throw this scripture out here um if you don't mind me no doing this okay Go so right ahead, brother. 
I got I, I left my glasses somewhere, but that's okay. Um, here it is. Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. He's got, oh. some, he's got some right there for Praise you. Praise Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to talk now. Go, bro. Go. Go. Have <laughs> back. I'm just kidding. Exodus, oh. Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. Now, basically, this is a story when the Israelites were battling the Amalekites. And as long as, let me see, have it here. Yeah. As long as Moses' arms were stretched up, Israel was yeah, winning the battle. That's right. Joshua was down there with the Israelites, battling the Amalekites and all the other kites. Mm -hmm. and, but nonetheless, they were battling the Amalekites. But when his hands and his arms started getting tired because he's physical body. He needed help. Then guess what? Yeah. The Amalekites started winning and Israel started losing. Yep. Well, then what happened? Aaron and her, Aaron and her. stood on both sides, and they sat Moses on a rock. He like get past his arm. Oh. This is what they did. That feels good. They held it so the entire time, and Israel. Scary. Later on that day, they defeated the Amalekites. How did that happen? Was it through Moses? No. God was working through Moses, which eventually is working through Joshua, which eventually was working through the Israelites. But it was because of Aaron and her, they knew God was working through Moses by keeping his arms up. That's good. So guys, first and foremost, this is our pastor. This is what we should be doing for him on a daily basis through prayer. I'm sorry, now I'm getting preaching here. But yes, the like fact it. of the matter is, this is what we should be doing for each other. This is how we get through battles. This is how we become victorious. This is how we overcome the things that are in our lives, in another guy's lives. Mm. They stood there and held his arms up until the battle was over, and Israel got the victory because they upheld that leader. They upheld the arms mm. of that person that, knew, that could help that other person to get make it through and get to that victory. So... I had Amen. to throw in that scripture because it's just so fitting it's powerful. for, yeah. for, for, for us as men. And I think that's the message of the night Yep. for me. I mean, I, I wrote a lot for a lot of others. I told Rob before he came up here, I said, I didn't write anything down for you. I'm just going to let you talk. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't. I just wrote him a little. I just wrote a little thing down. And the only thing I really got is this. We need each other. Yeah. We okay. Do. We need each other if we're going to do this. And man, what a word this is for tonight. And maybe the challenge for us this evening, I, I love our Wednesday night small group. We talked about this last Wednesday night, that it may not be the person that looks like you and is the same age as you are and is from the same background as you are that the Lord puts you with in this battle. It may not be the person that looks like me whose arms I'm holding up or who might be holding mine up in the That's moment. Right. That's the beauty of the body of Christ is that he puts a lot of different people, a lot of different ages, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different ethnicities together so that the world marvels that we are brothers yeah. in the Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight it may not be that person that you pick. It may be the person that the Lord puts in your life, yeah. just plops That's right good. down in your life That's that good. he's saying, hey, yep. you two need to stand together in this season in this battle and we need each other guys yes. we need each other you need more than one each other's you need a lot of each other's in your life so maybe what we do tonight is pray and commit to each other yeah to be available to each other to stand with each other because guys this is the start R rob and i had lunch the other day this is really the start of what god is going to do Amen. in men's ministry exactly right trinity yeah. we're just getting going yep. we won't get very far if we're not on the journey together. That's right. that's right. So maybe that's what we do tonight is just pray a prayer of commitment to each other, with each other, 
You know what? Not only is those in this room going to stand together, those that are picking this up is going to stand together, those in the church as a whole, those that are in other parts of this world know that we can connect together in prayer as we move forward in these last days, yeah. all for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ as his men mm -hmm. on this earth to bear witness of him to encourage one another along. So I'm going to ask you, if you will, maybe if that is your heart's desire, you got me fired up, brother. You Amen. really did. I was ready to go Amen. right there. I'm, I, he said, I should sit between you. No, the Lord knew I needed to be sitting right. between yeah, these two guys. Very clear now. So the Lord had us right here for that message, that word, and that challenge. Maybe if that's your heart, I'm going to let you stand up where you are and just come down here together as a group of men, not separated, but if that is your heart and you'd say, hey, I'm in. If anybody that can see me here, maybe I don't know your name, but if you need me, I want you to know I am there for you. I am there with you. And if I need you, I want you to know that I need you to be available to me. I'm going to ask you to move from your seats. Just come right down here to the front if that is you. And then I'm going to just say a covering prayer over all of us as we go this evening. We need each and, other. And I want to say something real quick before we before we go into this time of prayer. I believe that strongly every one of us here are, are, are believers and you know, but if there is that one and, and online as well, mm. I, I've been reading through Acts and, and Peter said that that, you know, silver and gold, I don't have I don't have any of that, but what I can offer is Jesus Christ. And if you guys don't know the Lord as your personal savior, if you don't know what we're even talking about with this God, Jesus guy, with yes, Lord, with, with, with who God is and with who the Lord is, then I want to encourage you to find somebody tonight. Find somebody, on, if you're online on the live stream, Reach find somebody yes. that, that you can talk to and you can trust. And, and the greatest mentor, the greatest father, the greatest, the greatest spouse, the greatest everything is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he, he, is, he is the one that, that you can cast all your cares on. So if that's you tonight, I pray that you can, uh, release that over. I'm going to ask you to do something visible. Eli was up here talking about locking arms and locking shields. I'm going to ask you to do it. If you're bold enough, just lock arms with the guy right beside you. And I think it's going to paint a, a grand picture of the way the Lord is desiring us to walk forward together as men. I'm going to tell you, if we were connected like this every day, this church couldn't be the same. This community couldn't be the same. This state couldn't be the same. You want to pray for your country's great. Maybe it starts with just doing something, yeah. coming alongside one another as men, walking forward under the anointing and leadership of the Holy Spirit. Folks, this country couldn't be the same and this world couldn't be the same. So I'm going to pray a covering prayer over you in this commitment. What a beautiful picture this is, Lord. Eli and I get to see it from the front up here. And man, oh man, my heart is absolutely full. I'm going to grab Eli's arm. We're up here, so why not? My heart is full to overflowing uh, tonight with what you have done, what truth you have spoken into our lives. Lord, we humbly ask you for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit yes. in our hearts and in our lives. Yes. We ask you not because you're worthy, but uh, we're worthy, but because you are worthy. Amen. And yes, you've Lord. said if we want the Holy Spirit, all we need to do is ask yes. and that you will give it liberally. So we're asking for a liberal outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our Amen. hearts and in our lives tonight. For one reason and one reason only, that we might be the men that you've called us to be, that you desire us to be, men that you have ordained us to be. May we walk into your will and purpose for each and one of our lives individually 
And the truth of the matter is when we walk there individually, we walk there collectively when yes. we're in this posture. Yes. Lord, help us not to forget this moment with mm. our commitments to one another. I openly commit myself mm. to the men in this room and to the men watching, to the men picking this up, that if I can be there for you and if I can do something for you, here's the promise I always make. I will promise I'll do the best yes. I can in that moment under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. It might not be me in that moment. It might be I can get you to somebody else, but I promise you I'm going to do do the best I can in that moment. That's what I can commit to. So, Lord, we ask you to, to, to honor these commitments. We ask you to use these commitments. We ask you to change hearts and lives. And as Eli has so eloquently done, we ask you to use it as a gospel presentation yes. to the world so that men will see the love of Jesus Christ in us then they will respond to the call of grace and be changed forever. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you this night. We pray these things, and listen, I, I'm, I'm just like the old missionary. We're gonna attempt great things for God, and we're gonna expect great things Amen. from yes. God on the yes. other side of yes. it. Yes, and we pray those things in Jesus' Jesus mighty Lord. name. Yes. Amen and amen. amen. Praise amen. be unto God. You amen. give him some praise where you are. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for being here with us. Please reach out if you need us in any way, shape, or form. See you down the road on the podcast and maybe look on trinityaffairview.com. If you're just looking for a church and a place to get involved, we'd love to have you right here. We love you all.